Welcome to the Community Corner, the podcast powered by Bevy. I'm your host, Beth McIntyre. In this show, I interview community builders from all spaces in the industry. Stay tuned for actionable strategies to learn and community stories to love, all in 15 minutes. I'm excited to have my next guest, Roselli Ilano, who is Director of Community and Partnerships at Pop-Up Magazine. Today, Roselli shares the role the community plays in Pop-Up Magazine. She talks about how they moved from in-person to virtual and how it grew their community exponentially. She also talks about how empowering their members to host their own events is growing engagement and allowing Pop-Up Magazine to reach even more people around the world. Welcome to the Community Corner, Roselli. It's such a lovely pleasure to have you with me today. Great. Thanks so much, Beth. Let's dive in. I want you to describe the what is Pop-Up Magazine and what exactly is it that you do in your role? So for your listeners, Pop-Up Magazine is a live magazine. So we are made for a stage, a screen, and a live audience. So those three things. And the way that you would imagine a general interest magazine flipping through We do that live on stage. So if you imagine uh, a really compelling, fascinating person on stage, we work with a lot of journalists, writers, comedians, people all across the board telling really amazing stories. They're all nonfiction and they've never been published before. So what you hear on stage is the first time it's ever being released. So they are accompanied on stage by a live orchestra that is scoring their story. So you have the ups and downs, the moods, the shifts as each uh, turn in the story takes place. And then behind each contributor is a huge screen. And our art department is commissioning animation, film, photography. So it's this multi-sensory experience in live theaters. So nothing is recorded or, or ever produced to be played later online. Wow, that sounds like such an incredible experience. And what role do you play in all of all of this? So I am our director of community and partnerships. So our editorial team, our art department, they're working really hard behind the scenes to create a really unforgettable show. I'm out there in the community and I like to say that my job is to make friends uh, for the show. So it's, (laughs) um, I love my job so much because that's what it is. It's making friends. It's really bringing our most passionate supporters closer to what we do, to our human-centered journalism. And we, we have a very passionate core that I'll tell you about a little bit later. And then it's also introducing new audiences to our show. So people who have not yet heard about us. We're in major markets, New York, LA, DC, San Francisco, Oakland. And then we hit newer markets. You know, we were in Austin and Denver right before the pandemic. And I really love one of my favorite things to do is learn about creative communities in each of the new cities we're going to. So who are all the people doing really amazing creative things who might connect with, again, our human-centered journalism? And the third thing that I'll say about uh, what I do is, is really about thinking, how do we make our stories more accessible to diverse audiences? So how can we make sure people in the audience are seeing their stories reflected back to them? So I work with a lot of youth organizations, journalism departments at universities and colleges across the country, getting them to the show, making sure communities of color and creatives of color are getting to the show as well. Very cool. So, I mean, this, to be honest, you know, it's an event program. It sounds like it's an event program that's kind of traveling and and you put on events for audiences, live audiences. So how does 
community play a role in pop-up magazine success? Yeah, I would say that there is, as I mentioned, this core of passionate supporters. And what's been really inspiring to see as we travel across the country, you know, pre-pandemic, and I can tell you about what we have cooking um, later this fall, but, and then, you know, as we've been in quarantine and people have been social distancing, we've also created a bunch of things online. What the community does is it's been so inspiring to see them come together and self-organize. So everything from someone who loves our show, they'll bring their whole team of 30 people to the show as a way to get inspiration for their work. I've seen a lot of people use Pop-Up Magazine as a way to help a budding relationship. I've seen a lot of first dates, anniversaries. (laughs) It's a great place to take a date. It's very entertaining. It's very compelling storytelling. I think that's what audiences are looking for. They're looking for authentic stories, stories that pull at your heartstrings, stories that make you laugh. So we do all of that. So the community really comes together. They're inspired by what we do in our brand of storytelling and they self-organize. So I mentioned the coworker who's bringing his team of colleagues. I mentioned people bringing folks on dates. It's been really cool to see the way that people have organized when we created our first online issue where people could, you know, watch from the comfort of their own homes. People organized watch parties. After our show, people gather in the lobby. We do away with the whole Q&A. A lot of times at events, whether you go to a book reading or a film screening, you'll see that there'll be a Q&A. We do away with that completely. We open the bars after the show and people can walk up to contributors over a drink and ask them their questions straight away. So it's been really cool also to see people after our show do, you know, after show drinks or happy hours. Again, it's just people feel moved by our brand of storytelling. They want to bring people together around it. So that's how our community comes together. I also, one thing I'll mention too, is that we formalized a membership program in the last year in 2020. And that's been also a great way for people to say, Hey, Pop-Up Magazine, I love what you're doing. I want to support it. I want you to continue this great journalism. I want to support it. And so we have multiple levels of membership and we've been doing online gatherings and online events through our membership program. That's one way that people also can come together around our work. I love that. So you're with the, the membership program are you kind of like handing the reins over? You're giving the torch to your super fans to continue that self-organization? Well, we do have a program called Pop-Up Zine that I'll mention briefly. So, you know, if you're familiar with zines, they have a very DIY aesthetic do-it-yourself. So when you talk about giving the reins, we have a different program for that. That's called Pop-Up Zine. So that's a way for independent producers across the country to take inspiration from what we do and create their own hyper-local pop-up zines. So there are some parameters that fall in line with what Pop-Up Magazine is and that everything we tell is nonfiction. So it's all nonfiction storytelling. And then in terms of format, it needs to be like a magazine. So reported stories, we do in the format a Q&A one audio story, um, one short film. So we have this whole rubric for them. 
And then we also create, you know, we empower them with a toolkit and they have access to our story producers to help them think through the editing of their story. So it really is, as you say, giving them the reins and giving them the creative power to do hyper-local, more intimate versions of what we do. And then in terms of self-organizing, what's been really cool is I've also seen people after our show, you know, organize their own meetups where they'll get a group of strangers together and say, hey, let's do a meetup to digest and process what we saw. And so everything from, you know, what was your favorite story? Let's talk about it. Which one made you, you know, think more? Which one was most surprising? Which was was funniest? And it kind of becomes this way for people to talk and, and carry on the conversations. I think you're definitely at the forefront of like the event industry at this point, because something a lot of event coordinators and, you know, companies hosting events don't realize yet is that everyone in your audience (laughs) is a community member and you have the power to bring them together, to inspire conversations, to build meaningful connections and build their relationships. So the fact that you're giving your audience members this opportunity to be part of something bigger. I just feel like that's the secret. And it's not a secret. It's not a secret. It's not. It's not, <laughs> right? I Yeah. And I think that that's what I've seen in my career is that I've really seen this kind of awakening that it really isn't a one direction conversation. Community is mutually beneficial. It is generative. It's about people coming together. And all the beauty and magic that can come when people come together rather than being one direction marketing where we're going to market to you. It's rather, you know what, let's bring everyone closer. Let's bring everyone in the fold and let's learn from each other. Let's share together and let's create something even bigger. So cool. I love this. So you spoke briefly about, you know, you held a virtual or an online pop-up magazine issue. So how has that switch been from going from in-person to like that really tangible experience to switching to virtual? Yeah. So we did a lot of experimentation and I'll say that we learned quite a bit and there'll definitely be things that we'll take with us moving forward. Uh, We, you know, what's pretty amazing is When we were just a live touring show, we were pretty much relegated to the cities and markets that we were touring in, right? The kind of the big major cities in North America. And when we did our first online issue, we reached 30 countries. And when we did our second online issue, we reached 130 countries. So it's really been able, been, it's really been amazing to see how we've broaden that community by being able to translate what we do to an online format. We also did an issue on a sidewalk that uh, we partnered with local businesses in New York and Los Angeles and San Francisco to activate their windows and sidewalks and storefronts. I think, you know, businesses were really hard hit during the pandemic and they're continuing to be. And it was an opportunity for us to partner with them to get people outdoors to to view our stories and interact with our stories in real life at a safe distance. So we experimented with an issue on a sidewalk. We experimented with an issue in a box where people could uh, purchase a box around the holidays. It was a really popular holiday gift. It sold out in the first week and people could get a box of stories uh, that they enjoyed at home on their own. So as I said, we've been experimenting a lot in our We've learned a lot. And at the core of that, again, is our community. And what we've heard across the board is people are just hungry for more of our stories. 
and excited about these new formats that we're introducing. That's incredible that you saw so much growth in moving to that virtual audience or that virtual stage, if you will, and the fact that you have the zine program so that now you're in 130 countries and there's exponentially more people who know what you're doing and the goals and values. 130 countries from our online issue. Yeah. The second one that we did. So cool. So then they have the opportunity to say, I want to host a zine. Yeah. I mean, you're, this is, it works, doesn't it? I love this. (laughs) Yeah. I think what's interesting for people in the community field is to think about how people can plug in at different levels of commitment and different levels of passion. So you're going to have your center core who are going to be paying sustainers and they're, you know, going to be at the center and then it's going to radiate outwards. And there's, there's going to be things that anyone can plug into at different moments of the journey. Yeah. Cool. And what you say is like the audience member, they're just as part of the community as the person who's volunteering their time and and doing all of this. We, I like to say we love our lurkers in the community industry <laughs> because those people who are passively, you know, looking at content, they're just as important as the people creating it. So I would love to hear what's next. What programs do you have coming up if you can share any? So I'm really excited to share that after 20 months since our last live show, we're returning to touring. So our producers have been working nonstop behind the scenes to create something truly special. We're going to be coming to New York, Los Angeles, Oakland, so the San Francisco Bay Area, and Washington, D.C., so a four-city tour. There's going to be the pop-up magazine that people know and love, and we have a really fascinating cast of contributors, everyone from New York Times bestselling author Chanel Miller. Um, She wrote the memoir, Know My Name. Ian Urbina, he's an amazing journalist and his focus is on, you know, crimes at sea. So he represents the Outlaw Oceans Project. We have Sudi Green. She was an alum from SNL, from Saturday Night Live. So she's a comedian. We have um, Shima Olier, if you're a fan of Radiolab, for all those um, podcast listeners out there. So it really is a very compelling cast in terms of diversity and stories and themes and tones. I think people will be really excited to check it out. So we're going to be touring November 12th uh, through the 18th. Awesome. I love that. Okay. We have time for one last question. And this is the question that I ask every guest who is a community builder that you would love to grab lunch with. So that person would be Tina Roth Eisenberg. If you're not familiar with Tina, she is the founder of Creative Mornings. Creative Mornings is one of our nearest and dearest partners. Over the course of the pandemic, we partnered on a virtual field trip. So we really, we on the Pop-Up Magazine side released a podcast, which was all about walking. And it was a constellation of stories, unexpected stories about walking. And we partnered with Tina and Creative Mornings to produce a virtual field trip where people from all over the world joined at the same time, listening to our stories, and they had their cameras fixed on their walks. So everything from coastal walks to walks in the woods to city walks in New York. And Tina and I have collaborated for a long time, but we've actually never met in person. And I'm just 
so inspired by the community that she's helped foster at uh, Creative Morning. So I'd love to have lunch with her in real life. (laughs) Well, hopefully that can happen for you and Tina soon one day and make it in person, not just virtual real time, but an actual in-person lunch would be amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Roselli. It's been such a pleasure to hear about Pop-Up Magazine and all of the community work you're doing over there. Thanks so much, Beth. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about how to create your own community, go to pod.bevy.com. That's pod.bevy.com. This is the Community Corner, and I'm Beth McIntyre. 